Shalom, family. This is Abba's daughter back with another edifying episode. So, family, before I begin with this very important topic, I want to apologize for coming out a little bit late. Um, got a lot going on. I'm doing a lot of studying. So, family, we are definitely in the end, and we need to make sure that we get ourselves right with the Most High. So, today we're going to talk about doing right, doing the right thing, no matter what. Okay. This here is a very important topic, all right, because I myself have even found to be placed in positions where now I'm at a crossroads where I need to do the right thing, but I want to compromise, but then I got to do the right thing. That's called warring with your flesh. As a matter of fact, the Apostle Paul talks about that in Let's see, Romans chapter seven. I'm going to start at verse 14 and I'm going to read it all the way to the end. Okay. The Bible reads, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate that do I. Okay. Before we continue, I'm going to explain um, these verses as we go along because it can be a little bit confusing when you read it the way he talks. <laughs> okay. But I had to really slow it down and ask the most high to help me to um, understand it as I was reading it. Okay. So he said in verse 15, for that which I do, I allow not. Okay. So he's letting us know something. He's explaining right here. For what I would, that do I not, but what I hate, that do I. So he's saying that he knows he has to do the right thing, right? But he does not do the right thing. He does the thing he's not supposed to do. <laughs> and, you know, we have found ourselves in those exact situations, right? Where... We know we're not supposed to do something, but we keep doing it anyway. Okay. Here's a good example. All right. Someone who knows they're not supposed to, for instance, um, fornication. You know, we all know Ahaya is big about fornication. You know, that is a direct sin to our bodies. Many of us out here, because of how we were raised, um, because of society, because, you know, we have these fleshly ways, we tend to go into doing that knowing, knowing we were told the Lord does not like those things. Okay. So this is what Paul is saying. He's saying, for what I would or what I should do, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. Okay, think about that. Verse 16, if then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Okay, so what he's saying is, if I do the things I shouldn't do, I'm saying the law, you know, I'm consenting unto the law, stating to the law, it is good what I had done. Even though, once again, he knows that's not right. But he's giving consent. Let's look up the word consent. Okay. So we can make sure we understand the flow of this conversation. Hold on. C-O-N-S-E. 
C-O-N-S-E-N-T. All right. The word consent from Webster 1828. It means agreement of the mind to what is proposed or state by another. Okay. A yielding of the mind or will to that which is proposed. Okay. So it's an agreement. So when we knowing something isn't right, do the thing that is not right. We consent or we agree that it is good. Right. But verse 17 says, now then it is no more I that do it, but the sin that dwells in me. Verse 18, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwells no good thing for to will is present with me. So what he's saying is the will to do good is inside of me. Right. But then he says, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. Okay, so we're ever searching on how to perform that thing which we know is good because inside of us dwells evil, it dwells bad. Okay, because our flesh, that's not, it's not the spirit, it's the flesh. (laughs) So then he goes on and says, verse 19, for the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not that I do. So he's telling us a second time, okay, that the good that he wills to do, he doesn't do, but the evil he does do. He hates the evil, and yet that is what he is doing, okay? So verse 20 says, now if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. So he's saying it again. I hate what I'm doing. But what it is that I'm doing is my flesh. It's not my spirit. It's my flesh. Okay. So he's showing you guys something. He's showing this internal war. We all have this internal war because our spirit man right? Our spirit man is of the most high. So our spirit man is always seeking to do the right thing. But the flesh, the flesh that we are in, that we are embodied in, it is carnal. It is worldly. It is faulty. Okay. It is flawed. So we are warring. Our members are warring. The inside is warring with the outside constantly. That's what he's telling us. Verse 21 says, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. 22, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. See, he says after the inward man, I delight in it because my spirit loves it. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. See, we just talked about that. How the flesh and the spirit is warring. That is a constant war we go through every day. 24 says, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? 25, I think Ahia through Yeshaya, our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. So he's letting us know that we are warring family we are warring to do the right things every day because our spirit man 
the inside, the spirit wants to do right, desire to do right, wills to do right. But we're constantly fighting this carnal, disgusting flesh. So the main thing is we have to we have to crucify the flesh. The Lord tells us that in his word. We have to crucify this flesh. That means we need to starve this flesh, family. How do we starve the flesh? We starve the flesh by not giving in to the worldly things all the time. Here's an example. Fasting. Fasting is a very great example of how we starve the flesh and we feed the spirit. Okay. Because when you fast, you get rid of, you you cut out the worldly, the worldly meat, the worldly food, right? But when you, but when you're fasting, you're diving into the word. So your spirit is being fed by the word of the most high. Remember his word is manna. His word is the spiritual bread, the heavenly bread family. When we study and we are starving our flesh, we are feeding our spirit. Therefore, we are able to overcome and conquer this flesh. But family, you have to actively want to do the right thing. Not only wanting to do the right thing, but family, we have to do the right thing. I'm going to give you an example of something I go through, right? So my husband, and I've talked about him several times, right? You know, I'm very transparent. I don't go into explicit details. I don't do that. But you have to understand in my household is a war within itself. Okay. Because me and my husband, my husband is very worldly. I began to change more. I decided to be submissive to my heavenly father. I decided to obey him. I decided I wanted to change for my heavenly father. Whereas my husband did not. Okay. Now, before we got married, he could have definitely left. You know, I gave him the opportunity to do so because I explained to him, I'm on a spiritual journey. This isn't no uh, uh, short thing or a temporary thing. This is forever. I'm changing. You know, when him and I got together, yeah, I was worldly, doing worldly things, indulging in worldly lust, <laughs> right? Worldly everything. But I gave it all up. So as of today, my husband, the, the, the devils inside of him, they are always <laughs> coming after me because of what I chose to do and because of the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of me. So, you know, he always wants me to go back to wearing trousers or something. And I'm telling you, like, we talked about this. Women are not supposed to wear the items of a man and vice versa. And my husband, he really tries to push the issue. So, you know, that's when we have to pray like, Father, what can we do that doesn't go past, you know, what you're allowing us to do, but may alleviate some of this stress, you know, you know, and the Lord, he comes up with stuff. But at the same time, we cannot compromise doing the right thing. Because if we do that, we put ourselves in danger, family. 
Remember, the Lord tells us to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. At the end of the day, family, we are going to be judged alone, not with our husbands, not with our children, not with our wives, not with our best friends, not with our mothers, our fathers. No, we are going to be judged alone for our own works. If someone tells you, hey, this is wrong and you don't see it as wrong, it's not wise to dismiss it. You want to pray and say, Father, is this wrong? Because if so, I want to do everything right by you. You see what I'm saying? If the Most High reveals that it is, then we got to change. But if the Most High reveals that it isn't, then you continue doing whatever it is you do. But family, we have to move about in this world with prudence, wisdom. Because like I've been telling y'all for a long time, we are in the end, family. We are in the end. We only have a tiny slither of a window left. It is almost closed completely. I mentioned this before, a higher decreed in the spirit at the end of 2020, the division of the separation of the goats from the sheep. Okay. The division of the righteous from the unrighteous. And at the beginning of 2021, he also decreed the division of the church, the wise virgins from the foolish ones. Okay. Family. I I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly believe in these decrees because I see it. We have to pay attention. We have to look at things spiritually, not carnally. Family, we have to always do the right things, irregardless to our situation. Look, I'm I'm guilty of it. There are times I do want to compromise and be like, okay, maybe this one time. But then I think about it. If I do it this one time and I get into a car wreck, oh, that's it. <laughs> you know? It's stuff like that we have to really think of and focus on. We cannot compromise our Heavenly Father for the world. The Lord said in Matthew chapter, is it six or seven? I believe it's Matthew chapter six. He said, we cannot serve two masters. We can't serve two masters. He said, because either we'll love the one and hate the other, or we will hold to the one and go against the other. You see what I'm saying? There's just no way we can serve two. We have to pick one. And then we have to make sure that with all of our might, we are serving that one with everything inside of us. Family, we have to do right no matter what. The Lord tells us, let me pull it up. Okay, so in Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, it says, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake, which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Okay. Hold on. 
I wanted to read something else too. It's very important because people are not thinking about this. Let's see. In Galatians chapter five, verse 19 to 21, the, the Lord says, now the works of the flesh are manifest which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, and such like. So that's not the whole entire list. Okay. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of Ahia. Family, we have to make sure that we are doing everything to as as correct to the best of our ability. If you are at a job, okay, and you steal from that job, you're in the wrong. If you are doing something to break the law while doing your job, you're in the wrong. Now there's people who bend it, but if you don't break it and you're doing the best you can, you're all right. But if you're purposely going out your way to be malicious, you're wrong. Simple as that. We have to find ways to do the proper things at all times, family. We have to. There are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Because if we want to go into his house, we have to do things his way. I know we war every day. So it can be very difficult to be right all the time, right? And the Lord tells us we will sin. Why? Because of who we are, we're sinners. But he always gives us a way out in everything that we do. So family, we got to make sure that we are doing things the way Ahia would want us to because he wants us to glorify him in everything that we do. We can't glorify him if we're doing wrong. We really can't. I mean, that's offensive to him. So in everything that we do, we got to think about, okay, how would our Lord and Savior feel if I did this? You know, how can I go about doing this in a way that he finds acceptable? We have to think about that, family. The Lord said he's coming for a church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. That's what he's coming for. He's not coming for anyone who's doing wrong, who's in sin, who loves the sin. He's coming for those of us who are really for real focused on trying to do the right things every day, according to his will and not our own. And, you know, family, the more we strive for righteousness, the more he will protect us, the more he will guide us, the more he will reveal to us. Obedience is key. We have to remain in obedience to our Heavenly Father. And at all times, we must do the right things. Okay? So family, I had to come and get this off my heart. Because I know me being a human being, I got things to work on myself, right? But I still have eyes to see and ears to hear. And the most high has given me, has blessed me with abundant wisdom. And I thank him so much for that. But I still see loved ones, you know, who who need help, who continue down the path. They think they're on the right path, but then they do something that kind of steers the course of what they're doing. 
and you try to help them to pull them out the way. And they say, no, 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 I don't want that. And it's heartbreaking because you want to help them with everything inside of you. Right. But family, we can only do what we can do. And we got to do what whatever Most High gives us to do, family. We do it wholeheartedly. All right. So my advice, please, family, study your word. Study, study, study the word of the Most High. Study. Keep your face in that book. Whatever he has you to study, do it. Work on your own salvation with fear and trembling, family. We literally are around the corner. Everything is going to happen in rapid succession. Please look up those two words. Rapid succession. That means everything is going to happen quickly. Back to back to back to back. When it begins. It hasn't begun just yet, family. But it is about to begin. And when it does, it's going to happen quickly. Please pray that you are counted worthy to go into the second exodus. That is the only way you'll be able to escape the horrors that is coming on this earth. Because if you don't make it there, you're going to have to sacrifice your life. If not that, if you're able, if you're blessed enough to find somewhere to hide, so be it. But family, it's not going to be pretty. I can't stress enough how important it is to build your foundation with the Lord, to have a strong foundation in him. It is so imperative. We cannot fear because what's coming is going to cause many hearts to fail. He said so in Luke 21, I believe it was 25 or 26, one of the two. He said men's hearts will fail them for fear upon seeing what is coming on the earth. This is no joke, family. Please take heed and continue in your studies. Make sure you have a strong, I mean an unshakable foundation in the Lord because you're going to need it. As a reminder, the three days of darkness is approaching. The zombie apocalypse is approaching and the second exodus is approaching. Family, please have yourselves ready. I love you all. And I pray, I pray you all make it. I really do. I pray we all make it. Let me include myself. I pray we all make it into the second exodus. Because family, that is going to be a joyous, joyous time. So with that being said, family, I love you. And I thank you for tuning in. Please be prepared for the next one. I will talk to you guys soon. Shalom, family.